the first step is the hardest step. The first time you go into that class, it's the hardest class. But everyone starts at the same place. Just love yourself and know that you have a goal. And don't let anything stop you. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. My guest today is from California. She is 62 years old, but she certainly looks a lot younger than that. She has used fitness and strength training to transform her life, to reduce her medications, to build strength, to even compete in uh, bikini diva competitions and defeat on stage uh, women at 20 years her junior. She has been running sprint triathlons at age 55. Her name is Joanne. She's a champion. Welcome, Joanne. Hi there. Nice to meet you, Clint. We set this up because I recently had now a mutual friend uh, called Larry Nolan on the podcast who said you were one of his very early clients when he was starting boot camps. So take us back 12 years ago. Uh, You, I believe at that time, were in a very severe state with rheumatoid arthritis. What did life look like and how did you meet Larry? Well, it was a a transformational point in my life. I turned 50. My birthday present was a diagnosis of severe rheumatoid arthritis. You know, a lot in my life going on as a female menopause and so forth. So I had um, all of this gaining weight, not knowing why. I later found out why. But so um, I said, gee, I, I came to this diagnosis and I'm of the attitude that no, that's not what I want. I'm going to change it. Um, you know, and I look to the universe, I say, okay, I'm, you know, get on board or not. Here I come. And I started doing research and not, and I found fitness and movement were key in arthritis. And also I, I take a few, as my uh, son would call them, witches brew. I take a number of supplements, herbal supplements, plant-based herbal supplements to help with all of the effects of medications, offset toxicity, as well as build my own immune and the elements that are affected by arthritis. Let, we can talk about those uh, herbal supplements uh, throughout this conversation. I want to hear about what the doctors were telling you with your diagnosis and what medications you were on at the time. So it was pretty severe. They, you know, they say moderate to severe, but what they had me do was take um, scans of all of my organs. So that's odd. Usually, usually you get an x-ray to determine what kind of arthritis. I did not really have all the blood markers that they would say, oh, this is rheumatoid. So when they saw the damage, that's when they said, oh, this is pretty bad. Let's, and I had all of these 
ultrasounds, so forth, of my organs. That was that was pretty scary because yes. I started doing research, and that's you don't want it to hit your organs. Mm-hmm. So, what medications did you start on right so away? I started taking prednisone. Um, I don't remember the dose it was so long ago, but it was a high dose. I was on the highest of everything, methotrexate, which was really a a hard medication on your liver. And I started taking the that. N- nothing was happening. I dropped the prednisone because that is a steroid. And I'm like, oh, that's two, two hits on the liver. Let's just drop that and see what happens. And it was better, but it was still n- not doing. I was still in pain 24-7, waking up in just excruciating pain. Which of your even, joints were I, Yeah, affected? I couldn't even hold a pen. I couldn't drive my car with easily because I had to keep my hands open. My son would have to open the door for me. Mm. So I couldn't sign my name. That That's out of the question. So we went on Embril. I started taking Embril. I looked at the options. And um, I know Humera was out at the time, but I looked at the two and I chose Embril. And I was taking Embril weekly with methotrexate. And going in for your every three months of blood works. Mm. Okay. Let's introduce Larry Nolan. Uh, tell us the moment that uh, you guys connected. Um, I believe there was a discussion about a wheelchair for you on the table at that time. Yes. Can you talk us through this? They had, the doctors had said, you know, at this rate, the way your, you know, uh, rheumatoid is progressing, you're going to be in a wheelchair. That's all I heard. You're going to, you you know, you can be in a wheelchair. And that's what I relate to Larry. And Larry was like, nope, that's not going to happen because, you know, I'm going to work with you. And he really, to this day, he does pay attention to, you know, what I'm doing. He'll check in with me. But um, he had other doctors tell him as a child that he wouldn't be where he was. He had other diseases. Um, so I, he was very encouraging. So, you know, I was one of the early ones in the park, 5.30 in the morning, in the dark, in the park, every day, didn't matter. And it was just about, I, you know, perseverance and wanting to do it, knowing that you can, if you just push it aside, compartmentalize, I did visioning. Yeah. For those of us who, uh, or for those of you who, who don't know the reference to Larry Nolan, um, I interviewed him on a recent podcast. Uh, he was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and Reynolds at 15 years old. Um, and only recently went back to his rheumatologist a few years ago after not seeing the doctor for a very long time because he used fitness and strength training to reduce the inflammation that he felt in his body and certainly did not by any means uh, follow the typical path of disease progression. Uh, The doctors uh, uh, did uh, analysis of him a few years ago. He he tells me to say the doctor said if he presented at that time and uh, he would not have been even diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. So the effects of strength training, physical fitness for him were amazing. Uh, and he's gone on to start a, yeah, a, a you know, multinational uh, gym chain yeah. and done some amazing things. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, highly recommend uh, you listen to that podcast. A very fascinating 
individual with amazing health transformation story. Yes. Now back to you, Joanne. So you started. You're like his cheerleader. Yeah, you've started working with him. Now you're saying it's 5 30 in the morning. You've probably got getting out of bed with morning stiffness. You you're probably in a lot of pain. You said you couldn't even hold a pen. So how was it in the early days uh trying to hold dumbbells and weights and so forth? And how did you work around that? I couldn't. And in the beginning, I couldn't. I mean, I I I couldn't even do a push-up. You know, and I just worked. I just persevered. I didn't use weights. I started push-ups on my knees. I just modified and just kept getting stronger. And as this is the key, as you see yourself and feel yourself getting stronger, there's the motivation. Because I'm, look, I couldn't do this like three days ago or last week. And run, forget running. I used to tell Larry as a joke, I'd say, I ran a hot pokers in my eyeballs. <laughs> you know, I do not want to run. And there I was, you know, months later, working those joints, moving, and just persevering with the attitude, I can do that. I will do that. I was running a mile without stopping. Was it easy? No, it was painful. You know, but I was like, the pain is in your head. Your body can do a lot more than your mind will allow or tell you that it can. That's unbelievably awesome. I am so on board, which is why I wanted to have you as a guest, as to the benefits of exercise and physical training to improve arthritic conditions. I believe it is as important as any other aspect, if not close to, it's as equally important as diet and medication management, not having the wrong counterproductive medications. Can you describe even further than what you already have, things that changed in your joints as you began to do this? Did you notice range of motion in through some of your affected joints? Did you notice your hands could then close? Um, Did it hurt less to hold the pen and so on. Can you recall those changes? Yes. And it it was slow and it was almost as if the daily things, tasks that I would be doing, all of a sudden I can do them. But I do remember little by little, it was, oh, I can open this door. Look, I can can put my hands around the steering wheel. And at the same time, I can remember this morning that I was out there at 5.30 going, oh, my gosh, you know, I can actually do a push-up. And at that time, we were taking, um, every month we would do assessments. And I can see on paper, one month to the next, exponentially, it just doesn't double. Your body and your muscles just get stronger. and. That means as your muscles are getting stronger, that takes the pressure off your joints because now your joints have the muscle that is doing the movement. So now you can build up that fluid, that that gel that is in the joint. And that's what I found when I started paying attention to that and not pushing myself. I mean, you don't want to hurt 
you joined. That's not the, the idea of it, but you're going, it's going to be painful to push yourself. And that's where Larry Nolan was really cognizant. He, you know, you can see he knew me so well. Yeah, we talk about this uh, differentiation between discomfort and pain. And uh, when we're moving a joint that is inflamed or has had some structural damage, it's going to be a little bit of discomfort. Um, But across, you know, all of the conversations I've had in my personal experience, a little bit of discomfort that's temporary during the exercise is way, way overcompensated by the positive benefits of pain relief that you get permanently by the process of doing it on a regular basis. And so if we get, if we do a little bit of discomfort and build some muscle and reduce tendonitis by engaging that tissue, yeah, a little bit of discomfort, then we're going to have benefit, 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 benefit. And if we can repeat that cycle, we'll have an experience like you had muscle development, strengthening, uh, confidence returning. And as you say, that motivation that you get when you see progress. It's it's everything, isn't it? And for someone my age, there's an extra benefit <laughs> for those, uh, especially those women out there. I have a lot of energy. I ha- I've always had a lot of energy, but now I have a lot of energy. I can go longer than, you know, people younger than me. You know, I'm just, you know, I can do things. I feel strong. You know, I'm not limited. So, you know, do it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And the other benefit for women is bone density. When you lift weights, you you build your bone density. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And probably the most underrated um, or most under-talked about aspect of, of the weight training because we're so focused on the immediate pain relief, but we're really putting insurance into our future by doing that as well. Bone, loading the bones. You're so so on the money that that's a great great comment there's going to always be the odd skeptic that watches these interviews and says yeah but hang on didn't you go on anvil at the same time that you began working with larry or around about that same time and and raising that yeah but kind of angle so uh could you tell us um how you felt that it was at least a large portion the strength training that alleviated a lot of your problems and not just the embryo. Yes. The embryo relieved the pain itself. It didn't give me any further range of motion. It didn't, I didn't wake up feeling good. You forget, you forget what it is to feel healthy when you're always in pain. So when you don't have that pain, you think, no, I'm good. But I had a taste of what working out does. And it is a different. Embryo just takes away the pain. Fitness itself takes it up a step and your body is actually going to be able to heal itself and use your own body. And you can, I don't know, everyone is different. Everyone's story is different. I was lucky enough to, you know, stop using Embryo when I needed to. But that being aside, I can still feel the difference. Even when I am 
often I do get a flare up. It's not the same as I'm still feeling strong, but now I have a flare up and now I'm like, oh, I can't push that. I'm not, you know, so there is a difference. You can feel the difference. And I know that was a difficult question to answer because it is very hard to differentiate when there are two things happening at the same time that do both have an anti-inflammatory effect. And it's, it's the sort of answer that only a patient, only us and our audience would understand. So thank you for doing a great job of, of explaining that as well as, as anyone possibly could. And I can attest to that as well. On methotrexate, you know, it only ever took away 60% of my pain and there was that residual significant pain that remained. But it's that integrity and that robustness and that reliability that exercise and strength building puts into your body that drugs can't. It's, it's this knowing you've got the power almost, uh, that, that resilience that's built into you physically that, uh, that just sort of eliminating the symptoms it does not do. So thank you. That was very insightful. Before we begin recording, you mentioned that you go on and off the Enbrel depending on your personal state of, you know, inflammation. And you told me that you have gone on and off it multiple times over the years. Can you just uh, explain that for us? Yes. I work closely with my RA doctor. She's been with me almost the whole time. And um, so when I was really feeling strong, I've done a lot of fitness and I've done all these competitions. I wanted to see if I needed to take it anymore. What's the worst that can happen? I'll go back on it. So my doctor was was on board with me because she saw that I really paid attention to my body um, and she just had full faith in me after all this time. And so I said, okay. And it was like, you know, first it was, I've been taking my injection every week. So now I'm going to do it every 10 days for, for a while. I'll do it for a month and see how I feel. If I still feel good and at a hundred percent, Let's see what happens every two weeks. And so the first time it was a very slow process because I did not want to harm my body nor take any improvements that I, you know, made yes. thus far and push it back. And, and, you know, slowly I was off it. And I was off it for like two years almost. No flare-ups, but, you know, we know that RA is managed. It doesn't just go away. At least in my case. So when I had a flare up, I went to my doctor and I said, I think I need, well, I call it my rabbit juice. And uh, I, <laughs> and she loves it. She, I was like, it's time for my rabbit juice. And uh, so I went in to see her because I wanted her to see. And, you know, she wants to see x-rays. I really cautious about it and so I went back on and then again I was let me see do I need it and I think before I even went off it the second time we said we don't even need the methotrexate let's see what happens without the methotrexate and so I was like don't need that there weren't I 
that it was as if I never took it. And now I don't have to have all those blood works every three months. And did you notice anything with your fatigue levels, energy levels by coming off the methotrexate? I don't remember. Um, yeah, to be no, nothing that stands out. Nothing that really stands out. I just didn't think it added value. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And in terms of the cycle now, uh, you said to me again before we began that you're currently on the medication at the moment and you're starting to go through this thought process again of whether or not you might be able to taper. Is that that's right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, I've had it back and forth a few times. I have the psoriatic arthritis, and um, usually these days it's the psoriasis that's a little bit more prevalent. You know, I'll feel it in my joints, you know, and I go, okay. And I'm sorry, you know, but then when I, t- when I go back on, I have to say within, I can feel it within the first week, the difference when I go on back on Ambrose. Yeah. It's that quick. Yeah. I feel, you know, difference yeah, in my joints. Sure. And um, so now I'm thinking, okay, you know, I've been taking it a while. I'm feeling very comfortable. I haven't had any issues with psoriasis. I'll talk to my doctor first just to make sure. And I'll start weaning myself off again. Hmm. Okay. Now, there just a little uh, insight that I've had with working with a lot of people with psoriatic arthritis over the years. Um, and I want to focus on you, but just a little takeaway. Uh, the more raw foods that people tend to consume that notice that it, it calms down particularly the the uh raised inflamed patches of psoriasis that are quite well very persistent and can be aggressive uh, tends to quickly calm it down so that's things like you know anything that's raw so that's lots of lots of fruits lots right. of leafy greens um yeah fruits especially uh green smoothies and so on tends to be very calming to uh, patches of of inflamed redness so that's just yes. just a little yes and i love yeah. that i like juicing i'll juice too yes especially this uh, what did it feel like to be able to compete in these bikini diva ex- exhibitions competitions i mean how did you feel walking on stage knowing your backstory you know, I, I walked on stage. It was I wasn't competing against anybody else. I was just walking on stage just in my head going, I can't believe I did it. You know, that was it was really something for me to say, oh, I can do this. You know, I you know, they can't stop me. I it's really about your mind and how your mindset is and what you believe, you know, you have to believe that you can do it and you can do it. And so that's really what I did. And I was, you know, competing against, like you said, women who are at the bottom end of my age group. And here I am, 55. I've had kids. And, you know. But I was like, that's fine, because these are also, I felt comfortable in my skin. And that's really important because, you know, you've gone through life. And this is what makes me up now is everything that I've been through. So it was really about, you know, for me, improving that I can do it. And what about with the sprint triathlons? Did you also have to pinch yourself at the starting line and think, what am I doing? Yeah, so that one, because you have to swim, bike, and run. And I was never a strong swimmer. Hmm. I started taking master swim classes, 
so I had to dedicate time and you know I had I worked with Larry because he's like don't do swimming and then do a shoulder workout because I you know you're gonna hurt you so you know I had him in mind but yes in an open ocean I I was like I'm like the sixth seal forget (laughs) but I did it I did it you know I just kept saying just do it don't worry just move forward for people who are watching or listening and thinking, wow, I mean, that's pretty, uh, pretty high end level of, of activity. Even people who have no health, uh, apparent, no apparent health problems would be very intimidated by doing triathlon. We're talking about a, only a few percent of the population, healthy population are doing this. But what confidence and life sense of, of achievement does that, does that give you that you carry forward? I mean, how does knowing that you've done these things, how much does that contribute to your sense of I can do everything? It contributes hugely, hugely. I was never a runner. You know, I'd work out younger, but I was, you know, usually just I was always slim and thin and, you know, active, but not like that. Not, you know, running. Oh, you know, it was just like that's torture. It still is, but I, now that I know what it does, I just have to make sure the music is loud enough so I don't, can't think about it. <laughs> but that's how I had to do it. And then since the boot camp, since Larry Nolan's boot camp makes you run, and especially in those days, um, I was running anyway. So I can do a 5K, you know, big deal. You know, and that that's the other thing. Who can do that at, you know, in my 50s when I'm starting to run? You know, and, and all these little steps and these little things that all of a sudden are not torturous or it is I can do it and I'm not dying at the end. You're like, wow, you know, you have to take stock of yourself and really acknowledge everything that you're able to do. And that gives you motivation to do more. This summer, I was doing acro yoga. I don't even know if you know what that is. So acro yoga is when someone is on the ground and you're on their feet. They're holding my torso on their feet and spinning me and doing things. Who knew that that was possible for me? Not me. I'd be like, oh, heck no. You you could do that. I'll take a picture. (laughs) <laughs> but all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And I just jumped up and started doing it because you you know, your body is strong. Exactly. Because you know, your body is strong. Those words, those words are so, so key. We could put anything prior to those words in the sentence and end it the same way. Blah, 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 blah. And you can do it because you know. <laughs> Your body is strong. What beautiful words. What does it feel like to be Joanne at 62? Fun. It's fun. I, you know, I've raised my son. Um, I'm, I'm still working, but I have a full life. I do a lot. I hike, uh, you know, I'm still at the beach, you know, go boating, boarding, you know, very active lifestyle. And how much control do you feel over your condition? Pretty much control. I mean, granted, I have a flare-up, but then 
I know what to do. And it's the same way with, you know, lifting weights or losing weight or anything you want. Once you do it, you know what you need to do. You just have to do it. Yeah, exactly. You just have to do it. Have you got any um, messages or suggestions to people who are watching this episode and particularly those who find it difficult at the moment with physical activity? What, what would you say to them and, and, and how would you approach them if you met them just now? Well, I'd say be kind to yourself, first of all, and be kind to your body and know that your body can do it. You have to just be able to want to do it and just take that first step. The first step is the hardest step. The first time you go into that class, it's the hardest class, but everyone starts at the same place. Everyone starts at the same place, no matter your age or anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just love yourself and know that you have a goal. And don't let anything stop you. Earlier in the conversation, you mentioned you had a vision or you've created a a vision of your future. What did that look like? And do you think that it's similar to what you have achieved? A lot of it is as far as my vision of how I would live pain-free in an active lifestyle, whether I'm taking the medication or not. And just, you know, I wake up, my, my philosophy is I wake up and I'm grateful for that day because what is the alternative? So when you start the day being grateful just to wake up, it's just, it's just a better way of looking at things. There's always another way of approaching your challenges. Mm, I love it. Well, Joanne, thank you very much for imparting some of your wisdom with us today. <laughs> uh, you've got an infectious grin and 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 smile, and and as you say, um, uh, or you didn't say, I don't think, but, <laughs> but 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 you certainly have a youthfulness that that really comes across, and certainly uh, it's uh, it's infectious. So appreciate all that you've uh, you've shared. I believe this is the first time you've done one of these interviews about your health. Yes, it is. And uh, I appreciate you stepping out of your comfort zone. And I hope our audience have uh, have gotten uh, some some more motivation to become physically fit. They don't have to become a bikini diva and nope. sprint triathlons. But why don't you finish our episode with what they should do and how they should start? <laughs> Just take that first step. Go out for a walk. Go out for a walk. Anywhere. Just get off the couch. Just walk a little and then walk back. And then the next day, do a little more. That's all it takes. Just a little at a time. Didn't happen all of a sudden to put you in this position. And so you have to just relax and and let the universe and nature help you. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you, Clint. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.